0: Hello, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Director's Cut, brought to you by the Directors Guild of America, featuring today's top directors sharing behind-the-scenes stories of their latest films and insights into the craft of directing. The Director's Cut is now available on Spotify, so please take a second to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode takes us behind the scenes of director Suzanne Beer's new sci-fi drama, Bird Box. Based on the novel by Josh Mallerman, the film takes place in a world where an unseen force has decimated Earth's human population. And the only thing the survivors know for sure is if you see it, you die. Against these odds, a woman and her children attempt a perilous journey through the woods and down a river to find sanctuary. But in order to stay alive, they must complete the trip while blindfolded. In addition to Bird Box, Ms. Beer's credits include the feature films Serena, A Second Chance, Love Is All You Need, In A Better World, Things We Lost in the Fire, and After the Wedding. She won a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Directing for a limited series, movie, or dramatic special for her 2016 series The Night Manager. Following a recent screening of the film at the DGA Theatre in New York, Ms. Beer spoke with director Alison McLean about filming Bird Box. During their conversation, Ms. Beer discusses deviating from the novel to push the idea of an unconventional mother, why introducing the creatures within the film was her greatest challenge, and how reading the screenplay before the book influenced her directing. Thanks for everyone everyone for coming, and um,
1: thanks for being here, Suzanne. Yeah, hey. Yeah, Thank it's a you. very intense film. <laughs> Some very terrifying sequences in it. Yeah. It's
2: a chaffle comedy. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I. Um, so, what were your, um, what were some of your greatest challenges making this film? Would you say?
2: I think the greatest challenge um, was the sort of decision of um, wanting to maintain the suspense, uh, wanting to maintain the tension, and not ever seeing the actual beings. Well, um, which I'm very happy that we did, but that, that was pretty, uh, that was a bit of a, um, I, it was a huge challenge and it was also something which at times, you know, at times I would get anxious about it, at times uh, producers would get anxious about it and we had somebody drawing up amazing monsters and we did we did kind of, <coughs> at time w- kind of worry, but, never really seriously pursued any other way of doing it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's just such an incredible premise that you don't see the threat, you know, and um, I mean, I just think that basic idea of wearing blindfolds is really terrifying. Yeah, like that when she goes on, I think it's one of the first raids and she's following the, the, the kind of line or, like, stringing it behind her, I should say, and the kids are in the, in the rowboat, and then she comes into the house, and you just hold on that shot of her with the blindfold, and you can't see what she's... Well, she can't see it anyway. But it, it's just... It's really, really incredibly suspenseful, yeah. Yeah, and I love I loved the actors, I and mean, they're such a diverse group of actors. It's, that must have been fun to do the casting.
2: Very fun. Very fun and very... Um I mean, part. I mean, it's it's sort of like because it, the movie has two tracks. It has the kind of current present times where where we're on the river and with with her and the kids, and it's a kind of increasingly uh, scary dramatic track. And then we have the track in the house, which is also increasingly dramatic, but it's more about kind of um, getting to know people in a way, embracing people who you never thought you remotely had anything to do with and for Mallory sort of becoming almost like more of a generous person or more of a of a real human she starts out as someone who's uh, who's who's very scared of life and 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 sort of hurt in a way that makes her in unable to want to feel or relate to other people and by the end she actually does all of it in spite having lost all the people they are losing throughout the course of the, of the horrible
1: time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I guess. Um, I. You know. I think. I think we'll sort of open it up, and then I can just throw in questions. Um, you know, as we go. So, does anyone have anything they want to ask, Suzanne? <laughs> it so
2: the 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 um, the rabbit is a really intricate mix of um of stunts of uh, of um, tank of the actual of the actual cast in a tank of stunt in a tank of of stunt on river and of, of, um of of um post so it's like um that was a, that was that was difficult, and it was difficult. I mean, even even just the tank work with the actual cast. I mean, they're four and five year old, and and uh, you know, for a tank to have sort of a sense of rapids, it needs to be relatively deep, um, and and so even just being in a super controlled environment as a tank is is um, is agonizing with small kids, mm. and um, and also they had to they had to wear. Um, west, which kind of made them look really, I mean, kind of obscene. So it was also, and you could see it, as soon as they got into the water, you could see that they were wearing the pants. So it was pretty, it was very, very difficult getting it convincing. Like, very, I mean, and it took a lot of, of kind of, uh, like, re-editing and re-calibrating calib- the, the plants.
1: And um, so, so you came to this. Um, you read the screenplay, and then you read the book. Is that how it worked? That's right. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. And and are there, Did the screenwriters make any sort of significant changes from the book? When I mean, presumably there's a lot of compression that happened. Um, it's, is it very different? Or? It's
2: pretty different. It's pretty different. Um, one of the things, one of the majorly different things is that Tom, it like, basically everybody dies and she's on her own with the kids. And we felt very strongly, in particular both Sandra and myself felt felt very strongly for us to, to be able to enjoy this kind of closed-on character. Um, she needed to have some kind of... She needed to have some kind of... S- Love in her life, or something which was warm and kind and 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 the kids needed something which, somebody who was warm and kind and I, as a woman, sort of enjoyed a little bit switching the gender roles and mm-hmm. and it 's interesting because we did we did a number of of test screenings, uh, very detailed test screenings, and at none of the test screenings did anyone bump upon um the bi- biracial element of the of the of the um, relationship, but also the huge age difference. And I had I, I have to say that I just enjoyed that for once you have a kind of the opposite way round from the convention, and it's sort of apparently not it's relatively seamless. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know they are in an extreme situation, and there are all sorts of reasons for it. But still, you know I I I think I think everybody was slightly sort of expecting some sort of reaction in that respect, and it never came, which I think is... is actually gives me a lot of hope. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, there are changes coming.
1: Yeah, and he has such a... I've forgotten the name of the actor that was in uh, Moonlight. The, what's his name? Trevante Tr- 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 Rhodes. Trevante Tr- Tr- Rhodes, yeah. He has such a wonderful energy and sort of calmness, and, you know, in, in contrast to her sort of nervy you know, quality, I just think it works incredibly well, yeah. And I just had one little small question. I had to ask you whether the two births happening at the same time was in the book. I thought that was cut. The two births, you know, the labors (laughs) going into labor at the same time, I thought that was incredible.
2: It was one of the things where I read the script and I was like, oh, no, you can't do that. And uh, um, And then I kind of, then you... You know, it might be too much. Still, I don't know. I kind of, you know, you, then you kind of get sucked into, the, to, then you kind of get sucked into it, which is what happens when you do a movie, and, and um, it still might be too much. I don't know. Um, I I had that reaction when I read it, and then I kind of got seduced by it, but um, um, it could be. <laughs> I actually can't remember because, you know, it's so weird. Like once you start, like I read the first version of the script and I have to say that the first version of the script is pretty different from the actual movie. And and so then, you know, you start, you start kind of working on the script and you start developing the script and then I read the book and I guess that I kind of instinctively um, kind of sucked out from the book what I loved about it and what I thought was useful. I mean, there were bits I loved that I didn't think was useful. Um, and, then, and then I've kind of... It's a sort of weird mishmash of what is the old versions of the script and what is the book. One thing I do remember from the book that I found fascinating in the book and which I didn't want to use in the film was that in the book, I can't remember whether she does it or she plays taking, I mean, basically the destroying the eyes of the kids. And, um, I, you know, I, there was just no way that, you know, I could never embrace anybody who would do that. But I did think in terms of a, of a piece of literature and a, in terms of a kind of a theoretical notion, it was kind of striking and interesting in the book. But I didn't feel we could use that in the film at all. That might have tipped the scales far. Yes, <laughs> the <of> balance of. <laughs> L- I mean, all of them, all of them, um, all of them. I kind of work slightly um, openly with um, with with the text in terms of like I I I w- we rehearse it and and then we kind of say whatever's there and then. Quite often, I mean, brilliant actors very often have um, better lines for their own character. Once they're in their character, they will say things which are actually more truthful and more specific to that particular character. Even even the most brilliant writer, um, there is a kind of tendency to, for, for, particularly for minor characters, to at times be you know, there will be scenes where they are more generic than they need to be. And, um, and so they do, I always find that the, the great actors kind of, oh, they, and sometimes it's almost subconsciously, with Malcolm, he came in the morning and had rewritten scenes. And some of it we used and some of it we didn't use. But, but uh, f- for sure, that, I mean, one of them being um, another novel I don't ever have to read. Um, <laughs> Was something that just fell out of his mouth as he walked past. And, uh, and I, I thought it was so wonderfully cynical that he had to stay there.
1: Yeah, and that whole conversation in the kitchen about books, that was very funny. And that was written. And her, it was written, yeah. It was very funny, too.
2: Look, I think Mallory is pretty rough with the kids, personally. I think, you know, and I like it and I enjoy it and I think it's completely right what she does. I think for her to be more severe as a mother, you know, it's, it's a kind of, it, it, she's like this insanely, crazily protective mother who is so protective that she's not gonna allow herself to love the kids or to show love because that's some kind of, that, that's gonna deteriorate her determination and her, her sternness and her ability for them to survive. But for her actively, to kind of stick out their eyes, I just think would 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 put her in a place where it would be difficult to defend it just as being her wanting them to survive. It would sort of almost be her indulging the evil, um, which I think would be wrong i know i know I know i mean you know it's not it's not a um, the movie kind of balances between a thrill and a horror film. And I think the kind of, you know, the, 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 the horror film genre kind of sort of demands a certain amount of um, explicit violence. And um, would I do it in, within a different context? Probably not. Um, but I have to say, I know it's, I know, um, I know it's um, inappropriate to say, I have to say it's a lot of fun to do it,
1: though. <laughs> Was that like a central idea for you? You know, the, the idea of, of a pregnant woman, a woman being pregnant for the first time and confronting the unknown of, you know, birth and labor and all of that. Was that like a central idea for you? I don't, I don't know if I'm slightly <laughs> simplifying.
2: I would love to answer your question. I still didn't, I still haven't understand I, I still haven't understood. I mean, I mean I'm, you know, if we talk about motherhood or if we talk about the whole pregnancy thing, for sure, part of it, I mean, I mean, there's an obvious, you know, an unborn child in the midst of the apocalypse is kind of an, I mean, interesting notion. And, and particularly, somebody who doesn't want a child and in th- in the midst of an apocalypse is, for me, even more interesting because it, it but, but, I mean, I think, you know, I wanna say if I were to kind of take a step back and if I were to kind of, if this was a class and if I was studying with some, some kids in drama, I'd go, I mean, the real reason is that it actually enables them to have two kids on the river four years later. Um, that's probably the, yeah. You know, if anybody are really provoked or doesn't like it, come on, say it. I'm not I'm not particularly precious in that respect, so don't be scared. I mean there, I mean we did. We did. But 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 then we and at some point it was in the script. But then you had um then you had some weird thing of a of a kind of long montage uh way into the third act like a long un-dramatic montage of um they are learning to eat they are you know everything that small kids does and and it just became incredibly anticlimactic um, and it's anyway it's very very tricky editing a movie that cuts back and forth the way this one does it's it's really complicated and and, and difficult to get it right. So, so to suddenly have like a, 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 um, an extra mini movie within the movie, which is a kind of a montage, just didn't work. So we decided not to do it. But I mean, it's always interesting. I always find it interesting what happens in the space between the, you know, what, happen, what is this character doing for those for, for, I mean, and I always think it's kind of a... I always want to know, but um, but we couldn't show it in this film. Um, I think Net, I mean, Netflix has been really interesting as a studio because they've been incredibly filmmaker-supportive. And they haven't really been about, um, uh, hey, let's make it very commercial. Let's make it... Uh, um, but... For sure, I mean, if you, if you look at a kind of, um, if you look at the, I, I want to say, conventional discussion between producers and directors, there's always an, an, an element of that. And I think, um, I think being European and coming from a culture of uh, possibly less go, um, um, there might have been a, a slight sort of... Um, Discussion, but they were never really—it was never really a conflict. Or it was more a mutual attempt to figure out the right balance. You know, a different director would have done it differently, and for sure, a, a different there would there could have been a director would have done it way more kind of um, insanely um, violent. Yeah, but I, I think, uh, for me, there was no doubt that, the, you know, the moment, and I got involved, as Sandra Bullock got involved with it, and the moment she was going to play Mallory, it needed to be, it needed to have a different weight. It needed to be about, and the whole motherhood story needed to be weighty and be important and, and be, um, be the center of the movie. because uh, You know, in the book, she's, I think in the book, she's 24. So it was a huge, it was a very, very big difference, and, and obviously I thought it was way more interesting, but, um, but, the, but there is a version of that story which is more a kind of conventional horror movie with a, with a different take on it.
1: And was her, you know, she was a very ambivalent mother, was that, in the, was that from the book, or was that something yes. you, it was yes. always there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that, because that's not a character you see very often. I can't really think of films where I've seen a character like that who's just so reluctant to be a mother. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting, yeah.
2: I mean, in general, she's a very unconventional, but almost controversial mother, yeah. like, um, uh, yeah, yeah, which I thought was one of the reasons why I wanted to do it. Yeah. I think being able to describe a very unconventional mother within a mainstream film like actually, very very unconventional mother, very unconventional love relationship, everything pretty controversial within a relatively big mainstream film. I think it's interesting. Like, if you want to move, if you want to move the world, even just a tiny, tiny, tiny bit, it's it's kind of more relevant doing it within the mainstream than within a art house film, and um, and I think it is possible to do it just a little bit like that
1: (laughs) yeah and if you do it in a genre film i think you can kind of sneak in these other themes it's it's really interesting yeah yeah
2: Yeah. that's exactly that was a that was a plan yeah (laughs) well i mean you're pointing at something which i admittedly want to say is not you know the most sort of um detailed explained in i mean it's not if you're generally crazy it's if you are criminally crazy i mean the people who are sort of uh, able to see are the people who are dangerously insane or very very violently insane Um, um that's how it's sort of that's the uh, that's the point and and i mean i want to say mallory is also a good person even if she's stern and complicated and i'm assuming everybody who survives are are, are, yeah as the kids are good um um, but it is significant that dr lapham survives as well i mean that's sort of the element of hope in it
1: how long was your shoot
2: I think we ended up shooting for almost 70 days. I think it's like 68 or something.
1: And was it, was it a tough shoot?
2: Yes, it was tough. It was tough. It was tough in many, but it was, I mean, everything on the river, like two small kids on a river um, was pretty, it was very demanding, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it was tough for the parents, but I guess they weren't around.
2: The parents were great, and the kids were great. It was just, it was just a lot of, um, it was just difficult and tricky, and um, and then we were enclosed in a house with a lot of um, uh, wonderful crazy actors who, uh, (laughs) and there was a bit. I mean, there was a bit of real life, craze going on, which was vaguely similar to what's going on on film.
1: Interesting. Um, I think we might be out of time, but um, thanks so much. Yeah, really thank you, enjoyed so, the so much and Thank you for doing it.
0: Thanks for listening to another DGA Q&A. If you'd like to hear more, you can find past episodes of The Director's Cut wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll have more for you in the coming weeks, including Q&As from directors Adam McKay and Peter Hedges. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you're enjoying our podcast, please take a moment to rate and review us on iTunes. We'd love to hear your feedback, and you can help fellow cinephiles find the show. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by the Directors Guild of America. Music is by Dan Wally.